0: Make sure you like, subscribe,
1: and hit that bell icon.
0: To let's sit and talk with Freema on this great Wednesday evening. I hope everyone's having a great time. Happy New Year to you all. I don't know if everybody do New Year's resolutions, you know, kind of did away with it, and you're just doing the darn thing. So I hope everybody's productive, living life, and being happy. And remember, it doesn't cost a thing to be kind. Compliment somebody, make somebody day. Today we have on a special guest. Her name is Shanata. She's an author and she does a plethora of other things. She's a mom, but I'm gonna let her go over everything and her life journey, and I'm just excited to have her own, because she shared a lot in her book, but I'm going to let her go over that. Without further ado, Shanada. Shanada,
1: jail that I was born. Um, And then later on, um, being falsely imprisoned, being molested and raped, and walking through a domestic um, violence relationship, um, bearing the loss of a child, and also my mother at the end of the book. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I just want people to know that, hey, no matter what you're going through, you can outlive it, tell it. No matter, you know, what a person may say, think, or feel about you, it's your truth. And don't keep your mouth closed. Absolutely. Now,
0: I must say, and I was saying Shanada, it's Shananda. Shanada. Shanada. I was right. Okay. Um, <laughs> How, I mean, in the book, I must say, when I first started reading it, the first one, two, three pages was mind-blowing, you know? So I'm like, oh, my God. I was like, I, I, I was speechless because... Mm-hmm. For someone to, to be willing to share that much of their life with the public, you know, with individuals that you don't know, but you're also helping someone in that time frame as well. And it's, it's amazing. So kudos to you. Blessings to you. I know you touch a lot of people with with your book. Now, yes. for the ones that just joined, I see some people coming in. Um, Banky Pound said, peace and blessings, sisters. Hello. Thank you for tuning oh. in. We thank you. For the ones that are just coming in, because I did miss a little piece of it, if you don't mind just going over a high-level overview of what you stated in the beginning, what your
1: book was about. So it speaks about um, the day that I was born. My father was sentenced to 20 years in jail. So he missed my entire childhood and adulthood life. And it also speaks about me um, being falsely in prison, Um, My mom getting married to my stepfather and him, molesting, raping me over numerous times, um, bearing the loss of a child and uh, losing my mom towards the end. So it talks about multiple things. And I believe that um, God allowed me to go through it because he he trusted me with it. He know that I will my story. Um, no matter what uh, people may think or feel about it. And some people may say, well, you know, that's kind of deep. But sometimes in order to get the truth out and to grow in life, you must cut at the rope. So you got to go deep. Absolutely. Do you feel like a
0: burden was lifted off of you when you wrote the book or when you told your mom and
1: your grandma, your granny? Um. So I feel like it was a little bit of relief uh, when I told my mom and my granny about it but I think um I got to the root of it when I began to write it mm-hmm. and I began to tell it and as I as I was writing the book um tears were rolled down on my face and I believed that those tears was the tears that was going to water my grounds in this season mm-hmm. um so I told it for what it was and um I believe yes I believe my biggest relief was when I wrote it
0: when you wrote the book, now I know when we were speaking briefly, you mentioned that you don't think you would have written the book had your mom not transitioned over. Why do you? Why do you feel that way? What What transpired aside from her transition? What came over you to say, you know, I need to help others. I need to put this out there. Um, what
1: made you want to do that? Um, because I want to see other people outlive it. Um, and I feel like keeping your mouth closed. It's not good to keep your mouth closed because you never know. Someone is going through the same exact thing, but feel like they're alone. And by you telling your story, you letting them know that no longer that that you're just alone, but you mm-hmm. can outlive it. You can let it go. You can go on with life. Yes, it happened. It didn't come to destroy me, but it came to build and mold and shape me to the person who God created me to be. So it converts mm-hmm. back over to Jeremiah 29, 11, And that quotes and says that, for the plans I know that I have for you, it is good within the expected end. So no matter what hit your life, all things work together for the good of those who love them. So, yes, I was a victim of being molested, but I was a victim. Now I'm a victor. I understand that I had to go through the process of it because it was molding and shaping me to be with the woman that God created me to be today.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. Now, oh. Shana,
1: Um, of course, you wrote the book. You know,
0: this is your truth. Before I start, you know, asking questions and things, you know, are you comfortable with actually speaking about this, feeling like you reliving,
1: you know, the things that you,
0: you, you went, are you okay
1: with, with. I'm okay okay with it because uh, like I say, as I was writing the book, I was, I was crying out to God for the health and the help and the strength that I needed to um, Mm -hmm. be able to tell it so if I was I would say this if I wasn't ready to talk about it, I shouldn't wrote it, you Didn't know, the book. yeah, oh so, yeah, I'm ready to be able to answer whatever questions I need to, and prayerfully that, you know God will give me the strength and keep working through me as his vessel to be able to help someone come out of it and to bring um you know, closure to, to a lot of women, males as well, because it's not just women that endures, um, you know, being molested and raped guys go through it. So I'm strictly about God's business. So whatever I have to do, that's what I will do.
0: Absolutely. Uh Absolutely. Um, Denise said that's part of healing. Getting it all out is a great feeling.
1: Correct. And like I said, I don't think I would have wrote the book. Um, have not my mom would have lived. Um because in the book without going so far deep into it. Um right. I don't want to rob nobody out of pe- you know purchasing the book or getting it or whatever. But um I knew my mom and I know that you know she wouldn't dare allow something like that to go on and you know knowing. So she was she didn't know anything about it. Um mm-hmm. but I felt like I had to protect my mom. Right. Um, so often I would tell people throughout my life, you know, you know, I was, I was molested. I was raped, but I would never say who to go to into details like I did in the book. But as my mom was transitioning, um, to go on to be with God, I heard the Holy Spirit. He said, pick up, pick up a pen and a paper. And he said, begin to write. He said, because now I'm going to get the full glory out your life. Mm. So it's almost like her death was an ultimate sacrifice for me to be who I am. Right. And it is to come. So yeah. Um,
0: Banky Pound said, Wow, very powerful sister. With all you went through, you are still living and doing what God called you to do. Greatness is your destiny. Salute. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> because I'm telling you, like and honestly, I'm still kind of speechless. That's why when I first, you know, we first came on before we started, it was like, Are you okay with this? Right. Y'all have to book before we even go into further you know of this interview tell them how they can purchase your book how they can you know find you to be a motivational speaker or whatever it is that you feel god has called you to do how can they um you know contact you get that book
1: okay so you can go on amazon um you can find it on amazon and you can contact me directly through my social network which is my facebook it's shanata mac on facebook or you can head over to instagram and look me up at shanata underscore putting 31 um, okay. Those are the ways you can um, reach out to me. You and know, the it's, name of the book
0: is by what's the name of your book. It was Grace that carried me. It was Grace and, that carried. Yeah. I, All day. So you know, when I when I first read your book, I, I couldn't figure out why it's by God's grace. You know that song. I can't sing. <laughs> But I'm like, why am I saying this all day? Where did this come from? And I thought about it. Okay, I start reading her book. And that, it just kept playing over and over and over. I'm telling you, you guys, that's a book that, that you know, we need to read. Not just as women, but as men, too. One thing I noticed, Shanada, in the book, um, mm-hmm. you didn't seem like, you know, you question, of course, you know, why me? Why am I going through this this and that? But I noticed you had such a great spirit about yourself to where not saying you didn't forgive him. That's not what I'm saying. But you were so well to where you you didn't wish what happened is hard without trying to go into everything in the book. You know, with Uh what happened to him, you didn't say goody for you or, you know, that's what you get. I was happy this happened. Like, how did you keep your spirit so high, even though? You were questioning, even though, you know, God was there, but you still, you still remain, as I want to say, in a
1: positive aspect, if that's what I want to say. Um, I would say that, um, of course, it was no one but the grace of God. But before I knew of me, God knew me. Mm-hmm. So my plans and my thoughts, everything about me, God had already knew. um. I will always, it was something special about, but I just say that it's just my heart. It was just my heart. It it didn't matter to me what he, the pain that he caused me and watching him tear down my family. Mm -hmm. It wasn't about that. I think, um, it was more about his soul and his salvation. I almost felt like Christ is like, you know, forgive him God for he even, he don't know what he's doing you know, for well, he know what he do. So it's just, it was just the heart that I had. I didn't want him to, uh, you know, die and go to hell and all of those mean things because right. that wouldn't be of Christ. You know, so I, I wanted the best for him. In spite it's of- it. You can't really explain it because that's I just who you- it's, its It's undescribable. like, I don't I don't know. It is the heart that God put in me, Um, in which that's the first connection to him is the heart, you know. So I don't know. And even today, I don't feel no type of way about it. Um I know that, that God used use it to make me be who I am. We call right. me to be. I Absolutely. even thank him for I even thank him for it. And I know it may sound crazy. It's like, how can you thank God for, you know, somebody taking something from you, causing all this pain and all of that? Because I understand the process of it. I understand the Godness of the process. And when you get revelation of that, then you understand a little bit more in life and know that, you know, these things had to happen. God didn't cause it. He allowed it. Because Mm. he knows through him allowing it that what's going to come out of the victory at so sometimes, you know, we go through things in life and we want the victory right then and there, but we're not willing to go through the process of it. We're not willing to let God mold and shape us to be who he called us to be in order for us to even get into a place where God is called us. We have to go through the storm mm-hmm. and knowing that he, that, that God controls it all. And when you understand that who God is, then you will understand that what had what has happened had to happen because see i had to go through that for someone may feel like you know um i can't i can't i can't i can't bear this i want to kill myself because you know father took all this stuff from me and i went through all this right here but here i am i'm I'm almost i feel like i feel like god you can use me that's how i felt Mm -hmm. you can I'm your willing vessel. You know, if you allow this man to do things for me, it's for someone else that's along the line and feeling like they cannot make it or feeling like they're going to die and it's the end. And here he sends me right along as a willing vessel. To tell them, pick yourself up. Right. Pick yourself up. It didn't kill you. It didn't mm. kill you. It didn't take you out. You know, it, it actually made me better. It made you better. And, <laughs> actually helped me to open up my eye gate to like the my kids and and little girls that I see running around and certain things as I begin to go throughout my day daily life I, I can see you know who has been touched mm. and who mm. has the potential of touching someone. So mm. the there it is it's seriously and it's there and honestly I say this briefly is that the enemy job was to take me when I was a child because when my mom was carrying me at seven months she got hit by 18 Wheeler, and it was like a seven car wreck and I shouldn't I should have made it Mm. and and, you know my stepfather I mean my father uh being sentenced sentenced to prison that was a way of the enemy getting him out of the way to get to me Mm. um so even when my um, um got ready to marry this guy and I I think roughly I was maybe about four or five um but I begged her not to marry him but at that time I didn't know my gifts I right made, I know what I saw but I couldn't interpret it and get it out um but nevertheless you know it went on and she married him and I had to walk through all these things but if the enemy can kill you before you become who God called you to be he will. Hmm. You know, and I tell I tell everyone, is like, you know, be co- be careful who you connect yourself with. You want to be very careful who you connect yourself with. Because wow. you see them as this one one person, but they have a whole nother spirit that's lying underneath this, this, this sheep clothing. Hmm. So you want to make sure that you ask God to open up your gates. Begin, God, allow me to see these people for who? you see them as you know right so that you, it won't be a catch-22 it won't catch you by surprise and that's that's the thing is sometimes you know we we, we begin to uh um, talk to people you know for stability or you know don't being hurt just seeking love in all the wrong places right And hey um i don't want to i would say maybe um with my mom, I don't know why she dated him. Um, we never got to that point, but it was maybe because he was living on housing authority. Right. You no. Know? Um. and, you know, sometimes somebody a little older coming through, you know, we, we, we are pretty sure we all have been there. Um, right. And you see them come through and they, they just flirting with you and they tell you, they sell you a high hope dream and, and yeah. it's not really intent so... Just mm. be careful to you connect yourself with and who you allow to come into your homes, around your kids. Um, because they not who they say they are.
0: Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, Banky Pound said, treat me wrong. Make me strong. This is why you are unbroken.
1: Mm. Absolutely. That's that a mouthful. Yeah. And it, it was hard. Um, it Was very hard as I was going through it. It was because I will, I will, you know, have to encounter all of these things with him these scenes and these acts as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and then watch him just get back into bed with my mom mm-hmm. as if what you did didn't happen, right? So it was very, very, um, painful, heartbroken, and everything, but. <sighs> I was always raised in the church um and I always knew, you know, to go talk to God in prayer. So I I believe that that prayer sustained me. The prayer kept me. It kept my mind. Yeah. And and with
0: prayer and everything when when they sent you, you know, for the time that you had I, I, you know, in your book, you know, just briefly to mention that, you know, you even carry that in there with the girls. You know, you even talked with them about it. So I'm pretty sure you helped them while you were there to carry through their sentence. How was that whole when the judge said, you know, I could have kept you until? Oh, look, I'm talking too much. You're not, I'm the book. Oh. <laughs> you're, fine, you're fine. You're fine. Just, just go ahead. You're fine. So, you know we're going to fast forward. You got out, you know, they said they could have kept you until your 18th birthday. Did you think about all of that? What did that do for you to know? Like my freedom could have still been gone. Like how was that whole ordeal for you while you were behind those, as you say, the
1: cage? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, <laughs> honestly, uh, I thought of, I, I i when they first sentenced me we, we can go back to that um when they first sentenced me i was like oh i I never spent time away from my mom and my family um my family we are really really close even still to this day so when they sentenced me i was back there and it was like, okay we're gonna take you up here and give you two pair of pants and two shirts and two underwears and all this stuff so they, i get in there and i'm like Boy, it's like all these different girls they walking around and some just hoodish and all kind of things. And I was like, Lord, I'm gonna need your help. And I first got in the first couple of days, I would say, I wasn't talking to anybody. Um, I was kind of to myself, and I would cry every night because mm. I want my mom. Mm. I want my mom. And um out of nowhere, I I lay down and um. I began to talk to God. I said, "Lord, I don't know why I'm here. Cause I'm for one, I shouldn't be here, because I didn't steal a car. I was out there for grand theft auto. Right. I didn't steal a car. I'm here during this time for a man that took all of this from me, took everything, right. from me, put me through pain and lies and." and manipulated me and all, just all kinds of things. And all I can hear God saying is that you're here for a reason. So I took that and I began to work it. So when I woke up the next morning, um, everybody was out there and I said, Hey girls. And they was like, Oh, you can talk. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, like, yes, I was like, Hey, I want to introduce myself and I began to introduce myself and went around and talked to people. And before you know it, I was doing Bible study with these girls. I was reading the Word. I was encouraging the JCOs that was there. And I was speaking to their life. And I began to tell them to trust God in spite of what you're going through. Know that He's able to do a seedling, abundantly, above all that you can think or imagine. I just began to quote scriptures to them. And right. it was amazing how, you know, God put me there. and But I found script in there. You know, Mm, I found I found a sound mind in there. Um, so and as I was back there, you know, going through the process and everything, and and I it it crossed my mind. It's like you know, you gotta go back to court. Now they they may sentence you and give you a good bit of time. And and of course, as you know, when we went back to court, it states in the book that um a guy he got six years for throwing rocks at a building. and here I am with a grand theft auto-charge, failed to stop uh, police and all kind of things. And I was like, Lord, I'm going down. <laughs> yeah. Um, As I began to fast forward, as I began to um go up because my name was called. So I had to go before the judge. And I heard God say, he said, pray. And I the, the guard, I said, give me one second. I said, I, I got to go use the restroom. And I went in the restroom. And I remember the restroom was filthy. But here it is, is that, you know, I didn't care about that. I was like, Lord, I need you. I said, make a way out of the way. Give me another chance. And that's all I said. Not knowing that my mom and my aunt that was in the, in the outer bathroom. Um, right. Praying and speaking the same thing. And it was amazing how we, we didn't communicate by way of mouth, but by way of spirit, we knew it. Mm. So they, I got in there and, and he was reading over and just going over things and. You know I'm saying this time I'm gonna let you go home. And when he said that, I was like, oh, like everything, and then my aunt and everybody to okay. hug me, and I'm like, no, let's get out this door before they change their mind because you know I got some serious charges. <laughs> <laughs> so we made it out, but by that time, even with me being getting released, I had lost so much weight. Um, I was suicidal when I was coming home. Oh goodness. Yeah, due to um me uh sharing um sharing with my mom and my granny about what what happened. Mm. So so and- is
0: all the so okay.
1: I know you were ill.
0: You know when you came home. You know like you could barely walk. So was that a
1: mental? It was mental. Thing? It was yeah, mental. it was. It was See? nothing wrong with my health or anything because I they took me to the hospital and yeah. they. know it's, it's, but it was mental and I'm gonna tell you where it threw me at because I had that dream when I was back there um that he had transitioned he died so I woke up the next day and I called my granny and I said hey hmm. granny where's my mom and she was like I don't know where been, I don't know and I'm like well granny you always know mom at so you know where's my mom and she said I don't know and I said well granny you don't have to tell me I know he's already gone and she right. said how Oh, I said, because I saw it in the dream. And we talked a little bit and then we hung up and then I ended up started walking back to my bunk for the night. And as I re- I remember walking past the JCO desk and I said, Lord forgive him. Just let him make it in, in spite of what he done. And it threw me there. Mm. I was saying to myself once I got it, was it had to try. Train- with a line infirmary when I got over there I was like you know Lord how can I want to make it in and he did all these things to me and then my mind went back you can't hold it you got to turn the cheek so I went back and forth back and forth to where mentally wise I was just I was just gone wow. um so I I I lost <laughs> I lost every bit of about 40 pounds back there wow yeah. wow I Ian um I was I would never sleep. By that time I uh um, was up 3 and 4 days at a time feeling like if I was I would die in my sleep. So fear had already crept in. So I was dealing with fear, I was dealing with the death of him, I was dealing with being molested and raped and then I was also dealing with vertigo and anxiety all at one time. And I was just a teenager. So it was, it was, it was a lot to the point, um, even when I got back home, uh, my little cousins and I'm a big fan of them now. They has always been there for me. Um, of course their nickname is Tahila. Well, TT Tahila is her real name in Judah. So it was just little girls when I got out and right. I went through all of these things and, um, they would help me, like I say, because I wouldn't sleep, um, so my balance and everything had got so bad off. I couldn't walk on my own. They had to take me to the bathroom. Then my mama had to clean me up and all kinds of stuff. I was just thrown. But my uncle Stacy, he taught me about faith. And I would never forget our conversation. I would never, ever forget him. Mm. Um, Because if it had not been God, using him to teach me about faith, even although I knew about it, but he he broke it down for me, and he gave me a little book that whatever I may have been going through, I can go to a tree in the Bible and I can look it up, right. and that became my best friend, and when I got a hold to faith, that's all I needed, mm. and he taught me about fasting with my faith, so I began to fast with it, and I said, Lord, this thing is running me crazy, I just I don't even want to live no more. And God heard me, and He sent Him along again. When He sent Him along, I been, uh, I began to do all these things that He told me to do, just trusting His word with the help of my mom, my aunt Jackie, and my little cousins. Thank and you. one day I got so tired of depending on them to get me around. Mm-hmm. I stood up in the doorway, and I said that I'm walking by faith and not by sight. And although I was seeing that enemy was trying to tamper with my mind, because when I walked through all of these things of being molested and rape, he would tell me that no one would ever want you, no one would ever accept you because you walked through this and you just might as well go gay and all this stuff. So I, I, I took on this role of um, tomboyish. You catch me in bowling shorts and all this stuff. And as I began to, you know, to open up this door and say I'm walking my faith and not by sight the enemy took my mind back to look how you dress how can you say you walk in my faith and not by sight and all this stuff look how you in God don't hear you no and I had God. him out and I kept repeating it and I repeated it so much to where I made my own song out of it but I kept walking and I was shaky as I was walking because my balance was thrown but I didn't let that tamper with my vision i had to tune mm-hmm. all of that out and i had to i had to put my focus on christ and what he spoke about my life mm. and i began to say i'm walking by faith and not by sight and before i knew it i was up the street around the block, and back home and everything was back into place mm. so yes your words is powerful speak what you believe that god is saying about your life in spite of what you may see of spite of how feel speak the word of god that's the only thing that's going to manifest and sustain you even in this day of time of what we're dealing with right so yes faith was the key to it and got me over that hump Mm.
0: denise said god gives his toughest battles to his strongest soldiers i salute you my warrior sister
1: thank you (laughs) ma'am yes ma'am um
0: banky pound said i did 33 years straight in prison." 45 plus days, but but he's here to tell the
1: story, yes. Ooh. And it, it's it's it, it really is something else. And even with him, you know, my stepfather's transition, um, they would they, they they were telling me that I can go, you know, to the service, but I would have to go in shackles and handcuffs and all this. And, and I said, Man, I, I'm not going like that. And I told my mom I wasn't gonna go, but you know. Even with her transition and it's been gone now, coming up on two years um, on the 14th of this month, God took my mind back. Um, because going through all that stuff, it made me bitter. Very, very bitter. Yeah. Um, and just downright, just just nasty, didn't really care. You know, I would flip out and all kind of things. And God took my mind back and He said, Have you ever considered how your mom felt? Um, having to have you back there and bury a husband Mm. or yeah, that's something else that that, that's something else. And then he began to say, have you ever thought about what her tears meant? Whether she was crying of way of I'm glad that he's going on. So my daughter don't have to experience it or she's crying because she loved this man and he's gone. So I I can only imagine what she had to, Mm. you know, bear at this at this service and i never knew the strength of my mom i knew strong raising us and encouraging us and helping us on along the way but i never knew how strong she was until like the last years of her life and it took a strong woman (laughs) to stay in your right state of mind absolutely uh, you know this man he had put witchcraft out and he, he he put a hit on my brother to be killed and all kinds of stuff he he was sent by the enemy to destroy our family but the grace of god that kept us and carried us all the way through absolutely you know so it 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 is it, it's, it's something but i thank god Whew.
0: um banky pound said but he never gave up because he knew it was not his destiny amen absolutely. amen, amen. Um, Lawrence Hayes says the mental is, abuse is sometimes worse than physical.
1: Absolutely, I, I will agree with that. Um, definitely, definitely, it does more damage. Yeah, it, it does. It, it makes you feel like you know, it honestly make you feel like it's nothing else worth living for. Mm. You know, it, uh, let, let's just be honest. I mean, right. you know, we are, um, him was having a natural span, so mm. it it makes you feel like like giving up on all, not wanting to live, not wanting to speak, not wanting to eat eat. It's just have you in a stage of depression, and that's the way of the enemy coming in to kill you and rob you out of the things that God has for you. We cannot let the enemy win. Yeah.
0: Denise Brooks said, I love her because I understand her. Yes, ma'am.
1: And it it was something, you know, um, even with, I I, I spoke about it in the book, um, how, how, I I think, I think you probably, I think you read this part. I'm pretty sure you have. Um, But I spoke about it in the book, how evil he was. Like he was very, very evil. And I knew the enemy sent him, but he was very, very evil to the point. Um, I got tired of taking it, you know, just going yeah. through, through it. And one of my best friends, she was coming up the street. He said, um, he said, if you don't do it, I'm going to get her to do it. So immediately, I was like, oh, well, no, because I don't want her to experience what I had to experience. But not only bring this look to my family. Mm. So. Yes, I would say that it's a hard thing. It's a hard thing. Um, Because I don't, you know, I don't know where I would have went at if he would have did those things. And, and very well he would have because he did it to me and he did it to his own biological. So, you okay. know, who is the baby the street, you know? Was that, um
0: in the beginning, when your mom first met him, was that the sister, I can't really remember, that said, be careful. Mm-hmm. You know, it, and that's because he did it to his daughter?
1: Mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. exactly what she said to me. And I would never forget it. Um, I would never forget it. And my thing was I had to forgive this, his daughter because, um, you know, how can you, knowing what type of father you have, not had, but have, because he was still doing this thing, mm-hmm. how could you let someone else go through it? You know, are you, was you that broken? And Mm. bitterness built up. I couldn't, I couldn't stand this lady. You know, once after hearing and and after walking through the process and how she did things, but I had to learn, you know, you got to forgive in order to grow and to, you know, get everything that God has for you. You have to let it go. So it took time for me to let it go. Um, but I did. And even to this day, I speak to her now. Um, I check on her. Uh, it's been a while, but I have checked on her before. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just realized that maybe cause she didn't have a mother in her life. So she was missing some things from the junk. Mm-hmm. So I, the same grace that God gave me or someone that gave me, I, I sent it to her. I would yeah. say, um so i just you just have to let it go but it's um,
0: sandra west williams said everything that god put you through is to witness to someone else to someone else absolutely absolutely, absolutely. Um, denise you can purchase it from amazon um and um and tell them where they can locate you at on
1: social media or anything of that sort should not so you can locate me on Facebook. My name on Facebook is Shanada Mac. Um, and then you can head over to IG. Um, and my name on there is Shinada underscore Cuttingham31. Um, and then feel free to, free, so, you know, inbox me um, about, you know, you don't if, if you don't know how to outlive it, you can inbox me. I'll be willing to pray you through it, coach you through it, and you know, so you can overcome it. Anything
0: has to and- do one more time so she can go to amazon
1: um to purchase the name of the book it was grace that carried me
0: grace that carried me yes thank you pound said the mind is the most powerful instrument in the world and you have total control of yours never forget or give up that power
1: thank you pound (laughs) yeah but um,
0: yeah, it's, it's
1: it's a wowing, and it wow. and it, go, it goes deep, but I don't want to right you too much of it, not too. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's many different stories, um, you know, and moments where I went in full details about the scenes of how he would do things and where it would happen, at and mm-hmm. how I felt and everything. So, yeah. um, yeah, I walked through some things. I, I must <laughs> say,
0: definitely did. Now, would you say you kind of I'm not going to say relapse. That's not the word I want to use. Went back when you lost your child. What was that feeling for you? Did you find yourself questioning again or you have already transitioned over into, you know, your faith and everything to know that okay, you know, this is something that I'm
1: just going to have to deal with. How was that for you? Um, I I wouldn't say, you know, I went back because I think as long as we keep living, we'll always ask God. Okay. Um, but yeah, I did I did ask God again. I asked him, I said, you know, Lord, why, you know, did you allow this? Now, I, I remember um two years prior to me having Jeremiah was his name, um, I was in a ballow on Divine Street and I was pushing a bucket in out of nowhere this just came over me that I lost a son and Mm I was crying and everybody was asking me, you know, like what's wrong with you? And I couldn't express to them what I felt. Um, and I was thinking it was going to be like my two sons that I had. So of course I was carrying on even the more, but not knowing that God was preparing me two years prior to it. Mm. Um, so even though with him um, preparing me two years prior to it, I still wasn't prepared. I mean, I don't think anyone is, you know, willing to accept the loss of a child or a loved one. So um with Jeremiah, um uh, I, I never had any complications with my other pregnancies or anything like that. But out of nowhere I had it, my um starts begin to die and I began to go into labor. And I didn't understand why God was allowing me to go through another hurtful, painful situation. Mm-hmm. And he didn't explain to me fully um, right away, but he, he gave me, you know, enough words to encourage me to keep going. So, um, I was actually him. I was, I was hospitalized for two and a half months, um, in the hospital and well, my bed, the head of my bed was to the floor and my feet was in the air. So mm-hmm. I was like that for, for two and a half months on all type of medication and different things. And I remember my aunt, um, coming in there and she was like shanata you know much as you want to hold on to this baby i think the will of the lord is to call him home and i was like why would she say something like that but right. she was just being honest woman of, of faith and a woman of god that that spends time with him mm-hmm. that has a relationship with him not just relations right. um, and so i began to seek god and i said god i don't know this thing is tearing me up i said but nevertheless not my will but your will be done and the next morning i went into labor and i had a uh a mcdonald's sir is where they go in and stick the service three times around tight so mm-hmm. baby mm-hmm. and i went into labor so quick i didn't have time they didn't have time to cut the stitch out of anything and if you don't cut the stitch out um it can rip it can cause a big mess yeah and i remember experiencing so much pain to where I just gave up and I went out. And um, as I went out, I heard God speak to me, not by any ear, but within inner. And he said, get up. And I reached over and I grabbed my blessed oil. And my aunt had just brought it to me. And I grabbed it. And I quoted a scripture as I was rubbing my lower abdominal. I said, Lord, as you was with Moses, so shall you be with me. And right after I said that, everything opened up just enough to pass the baby through after birth and everything. And it went back closed and every mm-hmm. stitch was still in place as if nothing came through the birth canal. Wow. And God began to tell me, he said, the same miracle that I did for Moses, I just did for you. when well, he departed. Mm-hmm. The baby. And even when I was out, God showed me a um a vision of Jeremiah's transition. So when I even when I came back forth and I was going through all this stuff right here, when they finally told me that he took his last breath, I looked at them and I just kind of just all our way out. And um I said, okay. They said, well, you know you okay? Do we need to get the chapel in? And I said, no, I'm fine. And I embraced it. So later like, on throughout life, God began to answer that question. So sometimes when you ask God a question, he don't answer them right away. Um, you know, he'll answer them on down the line or he may not answer. Them. It depends on him because he's it and he doesn't have to, but he told me, he said, um, he said, uh, I had to allow you to experience and feel all of the pain while you was in labor with Jeremiah. And I mm-hmm. said, well, Lord, I don't understand. Break it down to me. And he said, j on and James is my oldest two boys that I had them by C-section. Mm-hmm. And he said, Jeremiah was the only child I had natural vaginal. Mm-hmm. And he said, um, because what I put in you, you paid the price for it. And he said, the gift of prophecy couldn't have been cut out. It had to be birthed out. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, you paid the price for the call to support life. And I said, okay, God, there was big. And he said, stop crying because you have the promise in the back seat. And the promise, what he was telling me about is my son, um, Joshua. So after I lost Jeremiah, yeah. I gave birth to Joshua. Mm-hmm. And Joshua wasn't supposed to make it. Um, I had the same procedure done. But prior to me having that procedure done, in December, um, my son, I wanted to go to the altar but at church. But I was like, no, I'm not going up there, kind of just holding back. Yeah. And my son came from church and he said, Ma, I want to go up there with him. And I was like, oh, my God. And I was always taught, like, you never refuse a child for prayer. Right. So I said, "Okay, well, let's get on up here. And God used my son to get me to the altar. And God said that I was going to go through a bleeding issue with Jeremiah. I mean, with um, Joshua. So when I got to the altar, Pastor um, Warren D. Robinson he prophesied to me. He said, God said you were afraid to trust him, but this time the promise shall come to you and that he's holding you in his hand. And I received it and I didn't know what he was talking about, but I ended up going to the beach and found out I was pregnant again and um, going through that process. And then at 14 weeks, my artery ruptured on me. So mm-hmm. I lost over half of my blood. And I remember um, when it first happened, I was in a house, home alone, was in no one home in the apartment building or in the apartment complex. And I was, I was losing blood like crazy. And I was passing blood clots that were like eight and 10 pounds, literally. Um, and I remember having my prayer show from Dr. Juanita Bynum. If you don't follow her, um, she's on Facebook, Instagram. Um, her name is Dr. Juanita Bynum and she's a very powerful woman of God. That lady has prayed me through some things, whether she knows it or not. I got the prayer shawl that I ordered um, from her ministry. And I wrapped myself in that prayer shawl. Here I am. I didn't have pain, but I had a lot of bleeding. Mm -hmm. And I wrapped myself in it and I covered my head. And I said, Lord, I said, I need you to send Jehovah Rapha. And Jehovah Rapha is a healing angel. And I said, because I'm not the woman with the issue of blood, but I'm a woman with the issue. And I said, Lord, whatever you do, don't let me die. And that prayer show and the power of prayer. Oh, what be- kept me. And um, so I got to the hospital and I was losing all this blood. I bled from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. nonstop. So my doctor came in and he said, we got to figure out where you're bleeding at because your blood counts is 6.3. And Mm. at that time I had no control of my bowels or anything. So they made a decision to take me into surgery, try to figure out where it was bleeding from. And I got into surgery and I remember looking back at my mom proud to me going into surgery. And I look back like this is going to be my last time seeing you. Mm-hmm. and i was i was fearful um i was nervous i was all the, all the above and i got down in there and they was prepping me and all this stuff so he was looking but i was bleeding too much for him to see where to go, go in at. yeah where it was coming from and um all of a sudden my hearing just beep, and it just went away immediately it alarmed me and i said oh my god i'm about to die and it was a feeling that came over me i couldn't even express it um so i kept telling them hey i can't i can't hear i can't hear i can't hear freaking out and they wasn't paying me any attention so i said let me talk to my father and i began to call on jesus so much so all of a sudden the bleeding stopped Mm -hmm. enough time for him to see where i was bleeding and go in and caught her. Put just in and get me into recovery. Mm. And that doctor told mom, he said, "The God y'all believe in is real." He said because she had a main artery that was She bled from nine a.m. to six p.m. I don't, I don't understand it. And even after the bleeding, injury, they fixed it. Um, I had to get blood, blood and everything. And the next day, I spiked a fever of a hundred four that stayed mm. around for a couple of days. And they end up telling me, they said, you know, much as you want to hold on to this baby, we can't sacrifice a life. uh, We can't, we can't sacrifice a life that's living for a life that's trying to come in. Right. So we have to make a decision. So we're going to have to take this baby from you and possibly do a hysterectomy. So I was like, that's not what God told me, Dr. Kramer. I mean, I had to wait on God. And he said, I understand, but it's your life. I said, But God told me that the promise shall come to me. And he's not a man that he shall lie, nor the son of a man that he ever have to repent. And he said, Well, you know, you got this fever stuff and stuff going on, and we, we'll just give you another day. And I remember listening to a prayer by Dr. Cindy Trim. It's called the Healing Prayer. Mm-hmm. Now, it all night all night and i let that prayer get in my spirit so he came in the next day he said you still have this fever i said look here, just go ahead and bring the papers in and i will sign whatever happened sign because i'm gonna wait on god even if it costs me my life i'm gonna wait on him because i know what he spoke to me and he said okay and he just went on about his business and they never brought the paper, so I guess probably say this girl, he is gonna do what she got to do, and God kept His word. Um, I remember getting up that following day, in um, very very weak. I was hot, and very very weak, and I called the nurse and I said, "Hey, I'm ready to get up." She said, "Well, Miss Mac, you're, you know, you you you're very weak. You can't walk on your own." I said, "Well, you get me up to the edge of this bed," and I used the same scripture that I used back then on walking by faith and not by sight. I got into the shower to refresh my body. I began to speak and prophesy to my body. I I couldn't wait for nobody else to come. I had to do it for myself. And I began to speak and decree and declare that we shall live and not die. And I said it so much. And I said, I am speaking to the fever and I'm commanding you to break off my life. And after I got done doing that, I got up and I set up for about an hour or two. Next thing you know, the fever broke. Wow. I never had to have a baby. My baby is five years old to this day. and He's running around, living, having his beans and everything. So I say all of that to uh, say to y'all is that if God spoke it, you best believe that he's a red and just wait on him. Don't get weary in well-doing. Wait on him. In spite of how it looks, how it feels, wait and trust the hand of God, because he's going to see you through it. He's going to see you through it. And God knew back in 2015 that, hey, Shanada's going to get pregnant again. So let me go ahead and make my covenant with this baby and make my covenant with her, because my word can't come back to me void. See, I couldn't see future but God can see to the future but he's at omega so he began to see these things and so he spoke it so sometimes I find myself even in my life right now I said God and and some some days I'm weighty I'm heavy due to the loss and what I walk through but I don't allow that to stop me from what God has called me to do when I can't say a word my grandmother used to say I just wave my hand that is a Hmm. move that is a way, uh, that's a language to the heavens that, hey, I'm in trouble, I need you. And sometimes I'll find myself saying, God, just breathe on my situation. I don't, Just breathe on me. Because I know your breath is life. In your breath, there's restoration. It's, in your breath, there's healing, there's deliverance. So I, I just need you to breathe on my situation. So yes, it may have hurt me, but it didn't harm me. It made me better. And that's the same that my cousin used and I now I use it to this day. It is the truth. So yes, my son has gone on to be with the father, but God had to tell me, I never gave Jeremiah to you for you to keep. I only gave him to you to birth out what I put in you. He was mm. never sent to, 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 to come into the earth and for you to enjoy him. When he came to your birth, in that birth canal, his job was already completed. I only saw. Mm him into the earth to birth out what I put in you. And I need wow. for you to do what I called you to do. And you're doing so it. Sacrifice, but guess what? Because of Jeremiah, I am who I am. I stand in the, in, 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 in the authority that I am today because of Jeremiah. Because of God allowing me and trusting me. Even after the loss of Jeremiah, God saw fit to trust me with a miracle. And that's Joshua. Right. Because even when I was praying with with, uh, Jeremiah, when I quoted that scripture and I laid my hand across my abdominal, I said, Lord, as you was with Moses, so shall you be with me. That's Joshua speaking. I was quoting the scripture and not even knowing that I was going to have my own Joshua. Right. So I got the promise. And not only did I got a promise, I got a fighter. Because much as I was fighting, he was fighting.
0: Right. Absolutely.
1: Wow. And the same doctor that said that he wasn't gonna make it was the same doctor who had to deliver me. Deliver. So, I'm
0: so- powerful, <laughs> <one>, honey, that's <laughs> all I can really say. <laughs> yes, ma'am. But it, it's uh, to God
1: be the glory. Yes,
0: absolutely. Um, Shanada, one question I do ask everyone that comes on, and, and you already fed our soul. You already gave us so much before. Mm-hmm are and not just normally i would say like the little shinadas but we still have some broken adults out there what words of encouragement what motivational words what spiritual words would you give them to let them know they have to keep going they have to let go
1: um i would say seek god seek god get low so he can bring you high so die to your flesh submit over to him even with you not knowing um, what the end would be trusting the plans that he has for you. You're not the only one. You're not the first and you will not be the last And everything that you would need to make it is already in you. So just reach inside of yourself. Some may have um, may not have a father, you know, to encourage them or, 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 or to push them like they need to or a mother or or lacking just anyone to tell them that they can make it. But I am a living witness that you can make it, that you can run on and see what the end is going to be. And that it's going to be big. It's going to be big. Keep your faith. No matter what happened, no matter what you walk through, no matter what may happen tomorrow, don't shake, but shift. Mm. And how my lady, uh, Lady Asia, will always say on um Facebook, I follow her all the time, and she used to say this term, she says, "Um, your faith is not your feelings, and your feelings is not your faith. So, know the difference in that. Mm. Know the difference in that. And when you become heavy, the Bible says, put on the spirit of praise for, for the spirit of heaviness, you know? The garment of praise. So, just worship your way out. Meet God in a place where, where you can talk to him and he can talk back to you. Just spend time with him. Mm. And as you spend time with him, he'll begin to show you. And cut out the noises that's maybe in your ear. Some people you may have to get away from. Whether it's family members, um, spouses. You know, at, sometimes you got to get away from your own kids. Yeah. You know, so create your, a prayer closet where you can talk to God and, and just know that. If he allowed it, he's gonna get the full glory out of your life. Mm. Just keep pushing. Don't give up. And, and, and don't give the enemy no room to play with you. Don't give him a gate to come into your life. You got you got to crucify that flesh. That flesh is it, it, it's the flesh that rises up and tells you all of these things. Right. So you got to let that mind be in Christ.
0: Mm, 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 mm.
1: So just, just keep going. Um, it's not going to kill you. The best is yet to come. Stay rooted in God. And I often read the scripture that be still and know that he is God. Just know that he's God and, and just go, go. If you got to go alone, go, but go,
0: but go. I mean, it's nothing else that needs to be said. Um, I want to look, I I wish we was doing a live studio audience because, you know, like we've just been standing up and everybody just would have been clapping. Shonata, you're one heck of a woman. You know, like, you're amazing. I'm glad that we crossed paths. Um, Thanks to J.B. Brown, um, you know, who introduced us. So oh, everything happens for a reason. I know you reached someone tonight. I know that, and you're going to continue. Um, maybe you can come again, and this time in person, where we can have an audience, where we can reach people face-to-face. Um, this this, this, mm-hmm. this night was by far the best, honey. Yes. I appreciate you. more than you know. I really, really do. Viewers, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you share this video. This could help. The next person you never know. Make sure you share. Make sure you go to Amazon. Purchase the book. Like she said, if you need her, she's there for you guys on Instagram, Facebook. Share the video, people. Share, share, share. Shonada, again, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time out to speak with us and, and share your journey with us. That really did help others. I know it
1: did. I, I hope and pray it did. Um and I would say this too, uh, just briefly, even with me writing a book and being married, um, and us walking through some devastating things. Of course, that's in the in far end of the book. Um, my husband James Cuttingham, um, you know, he never he never told me not to write it. Really? He said, tell this your story. Mm. And of course, when you get the books, you all you'll know what I'm talking about. Right. I didn't say that too much because we touched on a
0: lot. We yeah. got to read it because I know they want to read it. I, I'm surprised he said
1: that. Yes. He told me to tell it. And I asked him, you know, well, how would you feel, you know, being that we walk through this right. and this was done and this was said. And and he said, write it. He said, write it. It's, it's your story. You walk through it.
0: Wow. Now, yeah, I, I didn't expect that. I purposely did not bring James up, even though I wanted to, but I, I want to give them something to look forward to to read because we did cover a lot. And, and, and by us talking, y'all can see there's much more in the book that we did not discuss. Make sure you guys purchase that book. It may not help you, but it may help someone else. Um, Banky Pound says, sister, always remember you were selected to go through your journey because no, no one else could have delivered your testimony. Peace and blessings. Your real journey has just begun absolutely amen 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 Mm. this here was great
1: this was great shanada i appreciate you i want to tell y'all too so we're in the year of 2022 think big Mm -hmm. write your visions and make it plain unto god because eyes have not seen nor ears have heard all that he's going to do but we must line ourselves up to be able to receive it we're going to see god do some things and i know Mm -hmm. we've heard it all before you know growing up but this is the year and i'm for people that got business or want to start a book start it go for it don't let nothing stop you Sometimes you know people may not have the funds, don't worry about that because God is your resource, He will make a way out of no way. Just do it, don't let the enemy fool and trick you about you don't have the money and you don't have the right connections. God will make it because JB was my connection to this life right here. So, we do give big shout outs to him um, for even you know inviting me to be able to meet you, family. So, absolutely, yeah, shout out to
0: him. Connections is real, people are real. Love is real. You know, wow. That's all I can say. You you left me speechless on this one. <laughs> I don't get speechless. Too often. I talk a lot. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed. I learned a lot from you tonight. Um, I appreciate you. I really, really do. Um, again, once I started that live studio audience, I would love to have you if you're comfortable. You know, we can mask up and everything to come down. And, you know, talk, even if it's just with the ladies, you know, or something along those lines, but we must,
1: must do something else again. Yes. Yes, ma'am. And that's my heart desire is really to get with the women. Yeah. Build them up because so many um, women are broken down and a lot of them are broken down because they didn't have that father to really show them that it's unconditional love. Yeah. So they fall for anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have to set that up, Shonada. We'll definitely get together
0: for that very soon. All righty, All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Again, thank you so much for taking the time out to share this with us. I know you helped someone or a, a plethora of people. You guys, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching the show. Thanks for interacting with us. Make sure you share, 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 and make sure you purchase the book, most yep. important, As we always say on Let's Sit and Talk with Freema, peace and love. <laughs> All right.